Amen. Ready for the word of God? I'm almost afraid to say it, but uh, we will be in the book of Ruth. Um, Ruth chapter 1 uh, verses 1 through 11 and then we will also be in uh, verse 13 and 14. Yeah, chapter 3 verses 1 through 11 and then verses 13 and 14 the same. Ruth Maraf sost kakutar and eska asra and yallon Kaziam Bohala, Amatoa, Noaminen, Rutin and Dihalechat, Lijehoi, Yemi Metchishin Bait in the Feligilish, I Gabany Mine, Cassetuch Saraton Yochugar, Abresh in a Bersh Bet Boys, Zemedachin Idel Lemine, Zari Mata, Baudum Maulai, Gabsia Barayal, Tat at Abbey, Shitotak Abbey, Indium, Yakit Telepsition, Lebeshi, Kaziam, Wada Audum Maureji, Yuhun in G, Belton Nat at Totos Cabak address. Aziamahunishin in Diauk Yuhun. Betanyam Gize, Yemitanya Betan Bota, Libbelesh Ina Hedesh, Agrun Gelt Ashtangi, Kaziam, Yemitadar Gun Rasun, Yenegrishal. Rutum, Yalshun Hulu Adergallo, Alechat. Selezit and Esta, Wedaudima Waredech, Amatoa Adrigi Alechat, Hulu Adaregech. Boys belt out at the top of the rasana. Dism katasanya bohala. Rag kalo yehil kumrat agab lamatanya thida. Root bak asta kat agabu darasich. Agrunim galt atanyich. Ekula lalitim sawi lai sawi yo andach nagar asdenagato. Galbet silim andit seit agar yo tanya aganya. Ersum anchi manesh silt ayeka. Ersum ene yagal gai agal gai root neng. Mebejet ye migabahek erviasagazamed antenna, libsent al ladder gibbinalechu. Ersum melison dihalat, Lijehoi, Exabiri Varkish. Kazibe fit kaderakshu, yilik, yahununuba gunnetish, yveltal. Ballet a ga, hone, deha, wet at wind, alfeligesh, alhidshimena. Ahunim, Lijehoi at the free. Yemitit a yikun hulu adder gilishallo. Anchi Mugbaramel comes at Munishin, Yagare, Sahulu, Yaukawal. Hallelujah. Thirteen fourteen also. Ezihu Huni, Ezihu Tangi, Selezi, Root Skinagadres, a great, a grigio, Tangyach, Darugan Manim, Sautale Yito, Litawak, Bemichel Besat, Adam Mibelat and as such, Ersum, Ersum, Sate, where is the Audemamem Tatun, and Mount Atan and Dai Tawak Alat. Amen. Uh, I, I again want to go back to verse number eight. It says, Now it happened at midnight. That the man was startled and turned to himself. Amen. Uh, I, I like the English a little bit because it adds something at the beginning that I sort of love. It says, Now it happened at midnight. I like that. Because I want to continue where we left off last week from the subject, It Happened at Midnight. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, my God, for the potency in the life of your word. Father God, let's breathe the word of life inside our souls this morning. You were declared, my God, you spoke in the darkness, my God, became light. Let it be so even now. 
We invite your word, my God, into our hearts and thoughts now. Take your place and throne your heart and desire in us. Annoy me as I declare your word. Though it's my mouth moving, let it be your spirit that is speaking, my God, into every life and heart now. My God, we give you the praise now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ruth observes the place where Boaz goes and lies down. Ruth askadema Boaz yemitanya betin yemiarfebetin bota ayech. She she waits and she goes there and she lies down beside his feet. Kaziam ayech wohala heda agru balabet bota tagademesh tanya. The hours pass. Saatat alafu. And I, at this point, I'm pretty sure she's probably assuming that she, I mean, she just sees that he is fast asleep from the work of the day. And she, she probably assumes that whatever she was expecting to happen from Naomi's plan would have to wait into morning. That she, that her issue would have to wait into the morning. She would have to wait into the morning to receive her answer. Maybe breakthrough might happen in the morning. But something unexpected happened at midnight. Boaz stirred at midnight. He awoke at midnight. He called her to himself at midnight. He spoke to her at midnight. He covered her at midnight. Encouraged her at midnight. Redeemed her at midnight. At midnight, in the darkness of midnight, he showed his favor to her. In the unknown of midnight, he assured her and promised her. He lifted her up at midnight. What she thought she would have to wait into the morning for happened at midnight. We have been taught that weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. But what happens when God comes and dries your tears at midnight? What happens when he shows his favor at midnight? God is going to bring you joy at midnight. Tell your neighbor and tell them it's going to happen at midnight. Every so often, God will do a midnight move. It happened at midnight that Paul and Silas were in prison in the innermost cell praying and singing hymns to God. And suddenly, there was an earthquake shaking the very foundations of the prison so that all the prison doors came open and every chain came loose. It's going to happen at midnight. God said to Moses around midnight, 
I will come and strike Egypt with one final plague that will loosen, loosen Pharaoh's grip over your life in the nation. And so Moses told the people and told them to get ready. Get your homes ready. Get your belongings ready. I know it's midnight, but put your shoes back on. Put your clothes back on. Tuck your cloak into your belt. Because I have inside information. God told me something is going to happen at midnight. Tell your neighbor, say, something is going to happen. Something is going to happen at midnight. I know you are waiting for the morning. But God is not waiting until the morning. He's going to do something at midnight. Boaz went through the city gates in the morning. He spoke to the elders in the morning. But what all the morning people did not know. What they didn't realize that is that everything they saw happening in the morning was not a product of the morning. It was a product of midnight. They didn't know something happened at midnight that set up what happened in the morning. Midnight is a setup for your morning. I said midnight is a setup for your morning. God is going to take what happens to you at midnight to set up your morning. Paul and Silas walked out of the prison in the morning. But they were not set free in the morning. They were set free at midnight. And the thing that shook the prison at midnight, the thing that shook the city at midnight, was a setup for their morning. Tell your neighbor, it says, what shakes you now is going to loose you in the morning. God will use the midnights in your life to set up the morning. So can we talk about what happened at midnight? Because the reason why no one happened to know no one knew what happened at midnight. It's because Boaz said, let it not be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. It's a secret. Don't let anybody know what happened at midnight. It reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. Jesus said, but when you pray, go into your room and have the door, and after you have shut the door, he said, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. The reward is done out in the open. Boaz rewarded Ruth in the open at the city gates in the morning. But no one was there to see what the secret of what happened at midnight. No one was there 
to hear the secret conversation at midnight. I want to talk to you about the conversation at midnight. You know those secret conversations you have at midnight with yourself and with God. I want to talk to you about the secret conversations of midnight. The Bible says that, that Boaz stirred. And he turned. And he saw someone laying there. And he asked, Who are you? Because, because, it, it, because you can imagine this is midnight now. It's dark. They, 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 they can't see each other clearly. And so Boaz knows someone's there. But, but he can't see clearly who it is. And he asks, who are you? She can't see him clearly. But she recognizes his voice. She can't see him in the darkness. He's obscured in the darkness. But she hears his voice. She knows it's him. I'm going to come back to that. And the Bible says it's your servant Ruth. And then she said, spread the corner of your garment over me. Since you are a kinsman redeemer to me. In other words, Ruth said, Boaz, I figured out who you are. <laughs> I figured it out. When we met before, I didn't know who you really were. See, because even though, even though Bo, uh, Ruth encountered Boaz, she received provision from Boaz. She received favor from Boaz. She had even spoken to Boaz. But even though she encountered him, and even though she received from him, encouraged by him, but Ruth didn't really know who Boaz was. It was not until she went back to Naomi and told Naomi who she's been with. And Naomi said, this is no ordinary man. This man is a kinsman redeemer. It's amazing how when you have a rev true revelation of who Jesus is in your life, it will change your whole engagement level with him. It will totally change the conversations you have with him. Jesus told the Samaritan woman at the well. He said, if you knew the gift of God, and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him for living water. Notice how he creates a distinction between the gift of God and the one who gave the gift. He said, there's two things. You have to know the gift. And you have to know the giver. You have to know the gift. And you have to know who. That it may be possible to have intimate knowledge with the gift and still not have a revelation of the who behind the gift. Ruth was experiencing the gift. 
But she didn't have a revelation of who. And she enjoys the gift. She's excited about the gift. She keeps coming back because of the gift. But she doesn't have a revelation of who. And I feel like it sort of explains the church. In, in this season that we've encountered the gift we've been exposed to the gift but I feel that we're in in a, in a need for a fresh revelation of the who that's what Jesus was challenging with his disciples one day as he was on a journey with them. He asked them, actually he asked them two who questions. Two manenet questions, like two who. Oh. He, he asked them, he first asked them, said, who do the people say that I am? Then he asked them, now what about you? Who do you say that I am? And again, now mind you who Jesus is talking to. He's not talking to unbelievers. He's not talking to the crowd. He's talking to his own disciples. The, the ones who are following him. The ones ministering alongside of him. The one whom he, he chose, handpicked. But it's possible to follow Jesus and but not be walking in the revelation of who he is. I'll say that again. It is possible to follow Jesus, but not be walking in the revelation of who he is. Possible to be listening to the preachings and coming to church and singing the songs without really be walking in the revelation of who he is. Possible to go to all night prayer and, and fast and pray all without walking in the revelation of who he is. Jesus asks two distinct questions. And I find the questions powerful in and of themselves. In fact, the questions are a setup to a revelation. Some of you know how much I love when I see places where Jesus or God asks questions. I love it. Because, because God never asks a question for his own, the benefit of his own information. He he's, he's setting you up for revelation. <laughs> Isn't it funny how God's questions are more powerful than even our answers? And so they, they, so Jesus asked, he said, who, who do the people say that I am? And there was lots of answers. <laughs> Some say you're John. 
Some say you're Elijah. While others say you're John. Some say you're one of the prophets. One of them. We don't even know which one. They're 20 something. They, they, they think you maybe you're one of them. And, they, and so they have all these, they, they give him the opinions of all the people. But then he asks the question, and we, we know the passage, he asks the question that, 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 that brings the awkward silence. He asked, what about you? Who do you say that I am? And now it gets quiet. <laughs> and it's funny because when you look at where they were vocal, and where they are silent, you realize that Jesus' Jesus's question is illuminating where they are full and where they are empty. It's almost like Jesus was showing them and we saying to them, Look how full you are with opinions. And they're not even your opinions. They're not even your opinions. You're full of opinions from that source and this source and that source over there and that group of people over there. And though it looks like you're following me, what's really happening is that you're being driven by all these opinions in the background. Because, because you have to, in fact, you know, when, when, when they're giving them, when, when they are giving Jesus all these different opinions, they're, they're probably not giving them every, all the opinions that are being taught, said about him. They're, they're giving him the, the opinions that they believe the most. If I asked you your, your opinion, what, what the opinion is about a certain subject, you're not going to tell me all the opinions that are out there. You're going to tell me the opinion you believe the most. So, so, so you have you have one group following John. You have one following John, thinks he's following John, and you have one who thinks he's following Elijah, and you have one who thinks he's following Jeremiah, and you have another people who think he's following John. <laughs> They're being driven by all these opinions. They're with Jesus. But they're not really following Jesus. They're being driven by all these opinions around them, about Jesus. And Jesus said, listen, you're drowning in information, but you're empty of revelation. It sort of sounds a bit familiar. <laughs> we, we, our generation right now, we are drowning. We are drowning in opinions and information from all these different sources. All these media networks. Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube, uh, Viber. What's the other ones? Instagram. WhatsApp, Instagram, uh, Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> 
and, and, and they come up on your phone uninvited. Un, 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 un Just starts popping up all of this information. And we're just, we're just eating it up. And then in the cafe, we, we drink it up in the cafes. And, 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 and what, Jesus, what Jesus is showing them is that without even realizing it, is how much confusion and uncertainty all these opinions around them have created. Until they didn't know for certain anymore who they were following. We don't know if we're following John, Elijah, or or Jeremiah, or or John came back from the dead and we're following him. We 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 don't know who we're following anymore. Isn't it amazing? They they say we 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 don't know who we're following right now. But isn't that what makes darkness dark? Is uncertainty and confusion? That there is no difference, the, 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 the result is the same? That, that if, if I put a blindfold around your eyes right now and, and I ask you to go find your car, you, 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 would, take, you, you would be stumbling over it because of uncertainty. There's no difference. And I said that to say this, that is what I feel like sometimes is happening in our generation in time right now is that all these opinions and information that we are entertaining day in and day out. It creates its own type of darkness. Filling our hearts with uncertainty and fear and confusion. And, and without even realizing it, we, it, it that we're adding to the darkness and making it even darker. It reminds me of when the disciples were upon the lake and they were they were rowing out upon uh, on the waters in the middle of the night in a storm arose. And they were straining at the oars and the wind was against the boat. And Jesus went out to them. I feel Jesus is coming out. The Bible says he, he saw them from a distance he, and he went out to them. Tell your neighbor, say, Jesus is on the way. <laughs> and the Bible says, but, but, but it was dark in the storm in the sea and, 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 and all of a sudden they see this figure beginning to walk towards them. But when they saw him in the darkness of uncertainty, they weren't sure what they were seeing. Not sure if it's God or if it's in the enemy. Not sure if they should be praying for it or praying against it. Not sure whether to stay or to keep going. Not sure to bless it or to curse it. They were not sure about what they were seeing and they were terrified. And they cried out, it's a ghost. 
እዚያም በጣም ስለፈሩ ይሄ ነገር ምሳሃት ነው ብለው ጮሁ because in uncertainty our imagination can become our worst enemy እርግጠኝነት በሌለበት ሰዓት የራሳችን ያይምሯችን ይላል የምንስለው ስዕል ራሱ ታላቅ ጣላታችን ሆኖ ቁጭላል do you realize that uncertainty is just a blank canvas አስተውላችኋል እርግጠኛ አለመሆንና ጥርጥርኮ ባዶ የመሳያ የተወጠረ ካንቫስ አላል ጫርቅ እንደት ባዶ ምንም ያልተሳለበት ነው and your imagination paints on it እዚያ የራሳችሁ ምናብ ያዛ ላይ የፈለገውን ነገር ይስላል but the problem is our imagination does not usually paint something good upon that canvas የሚያሳዝነው ነገር የኛ አብሰሳሰበኛ ምናባዊ አመለካከታችን መልካም ነገር አይስልም Yeah that's good. It's good because sometimes you're just running away from your own imagination. አንዳንድ ጊዜ የምንሸሸው ከራሳችን አስተሳሰብ But in the middle of the voices and the opinions and the cries of uncertainty Jesus he calls out through the uncertainty. እዚያው በድንግዝ ውስጥ ውስጥ እርግጠኛ ባለመሆን ውስጥ ግራ በመጋባት በፍርሃት ውስጥ ሆኖ ሳለ ኢየሱስ ይጣራል. courage aizwachu it is i anything do not be afraid atfro and i feel that's what god is doing in this season exaber bezi waqt iyaderege yallo yihenno in the middle of all the noise and the confusion bezihu begra megabat bezihu hulu yastayet and the darkness in the darkness of uncertainty gra bemegabat irgetenya balemon challa hear a voice calling out from the middle of it kezia wist dims isamayal take courage atfra take courage atfri take courage atfra take courage atberta because it is i anening it is i anening it is i anening it is i anening do not be afraid atfra I know it's midnight. I know it's dark. I know you're in the middle of a storm right now. But right in the middle of your darkness. I hear God saying I'm going to give you a fresh revelation of who I am. It is I. It is I. That's the answer to your storm. It is I. That's the answer to your fear. It is I. That's the answer to your storm. It is I. That's the answer to your darkness. It is I. That's the answer to your situation. It is I. That's the answer for your marriage. It is I. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may not know what. You may not know when. But when you know who? Man endona sitawq gin a revelation of who? Man yehono When you get a revelation of who? Yesunetu megelet gin it will give you the strength you need. Yemiasfelgin birtat yastatqal. And the courage in your heart. Yemiasfelgin yelibun birtat yisatqal. Notice that Jesus didn't calm the storm. Jesus metto mabelun tsetlal adaregaw. He didn't call the waves. Menem aladaregaw wajaw. Oh he said. Yalaw indiga. Is it all you need to know? All you need. Yemiasfelgin. Is to know. Mawaqihem. It is I. Enem ohonehen mawaq bicha new miasfelgin yalaw. David said even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Dawit sinnager bechel bemochella mamakakel bihed enkwan. He says I will fear no evil. موتن الفرام for you are with me كنياتهم انت كني غار نهنا because i have a revelation of who's with me كني غار يالو اسو مان اندونه سلتغلطلين when you have a revelation of who's with you كان تغار يالو مان اندون ستاوق 
You won't hide from midnight. You have the confidence and the boldness to walk through it. To walk through midnight. That's what Peter did. He said, if it's you, if it's you, I know now, if it's you, I can walk on the thing I once struggled in. Tell you never say it is I. See, that's the testimony. That's the testimony. The testimony is not that he kept you from the valley. But the testimony is that he revealed himself in the middle of the valley. Amen. That's what David's testimony was. He said, I was walking through the valley. But while I was walking through it, I looked next to me and I had a revelation that I'm not here by myself. You are with me. And if you are with me, I can walk through it. Hey! Tell your neighbor and say, walk through it. He's with you. Walk through it. Don't fear. Walk through it. Don't be afraid. Walk through it. Hey! Hallelujah. 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 Jesus said, I want you to know <laughs> that I'm greater than the valley. And if I'm with you, if I'm with you, if I'm with you, greater is he that's in you. If we had a revelation of who's in us, it would change how we see the valley. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> they said, we don't know who. John the Baptist. Elijah, we don't know who. And Peter, through the confusion of all the opinions, he gets, a, he gets an it is I revelation. He says, you are Christ. You are Christ. You are Christ. <laughs> the son of the living God. That's powerful. Don't, 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 don't underestimate the weight of when you really begin to understand who is with you. ይሄ <laughs> Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood <laughs> did not reveal this to you. But my Father, which is in heaven. Peter, you didn't get that from flesh and blood. You got that from a different source. You got plugged into a different source. You're following a different source. Listen to what Jesus is saying here. He said, there is no way you could have received this revelation being revelation from the opinions of people. That there is no way you can receive a revelation of who I am in your life as long as you are plugged into these sources. Because 
that these sources will only darken and confuse you to who I am. If you're going to get a fresh revelation of who I am, you're going to have to unplug from all these different sources and plug into a different source. Isaiah 그래서 that's how far away information can take you away from the revelation of who God is. Jesus said, if you're going to get a revelation of who I am, you start by switching sources. You start by unplugging yourself from all these different sources. And plug it into the presence of God. And see, that is where the strength of the church is. That's where the strength of the church is pulled from. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not overcome it. And a rock is a symbol of strength. And Jesus says, the strength of the church is in the source of the revelation. It does not move by the opinions of people. But it moves by the revelation that comes from above. And see, I believe part of, part of what allowed David to have such a different response to Goliath from the rest of Israel did you know part of it was that he was not there to listen to Goliath? The Bible says for 40 days and 40 nights, morning and evening, Goliath would come out and he would taunt Israel. And day after day, the longer and the more they listened to the Goliath, the longer they listened, the weaker they became. And but but when David came, David didn't hear any of it. Didn't hear a word of it. He came, he was not sitting under Goliath's sermon. And what I'm trying to tell you is, the longer we sit and listen to all these voices talking, you don't know how many times people come to me and say, did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear what so and so said? Did you hear what they put on Facebook? Did you hear what happened in this town? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? I don't want to hear, to be honest. I want to hear what God is saying. I want to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. I want to hear a different report. But something tells me that Goliath is not telling me what I need to hear. I 
Something tells me that in the middle of the storm, there is a voice speaking to me. If I would just give ear, I would hear a voice that says, it is I, it is I, do not be afraid. It is I. Do not be afraid. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I'm out of time. But let me let me close it with this. In Daniel chapter 10. Daniel Miraf Asr verses 18 and 19. The Bible says that Daniel had received a vision. Daniel that terrified him. I don't have time to go in, but some of you think, oh, you hear so and so had a prophecy, so and so had a vision. But sometimes, let me tell you something. You, you know whether it came from God or not by its fruit. The Bible says that he was contemplating it, and he says, the more I thought about it, the more weaker I became. And the Bible says the angel of the Lord came to him. And Daniel said, I have no more strength to even receive what you want to say to me. And then in verse 18 it says, Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened. But when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. I want to hear what God has to say. That's the source of our strength. That's the source of our strength. That's the source of our power. That's when we can able we'll be able to stand against the gates of hell. The church has not been called to hide from the gates of hell. We've been called to stand against the gates of hell. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? That's what you need to do. Speak to others. Not about what you heard. From so and so. You need to open up your mouth and declare the word of the Lord. Declare the light in the darkness. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You need to strengthen others. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm finished. Hallelujah.